Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Create Strength. Struggle Create Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. On today's episode, we are joined by 22-year-old Brody Wildeman. And Brody is definitely an exception to this podcast in terms that he is sharing his story while he's still experiencing all of these struggles. He is one that is opening up and taking a stand in a very, very powerful way. And I 100% commend, commend, commend him on that one because it's never easy to share your struggles and I can only imagine, and honestly, I can't even imagine what it's like to share your struggles while you're still experiencing them. I know that a lot of people come on and they share their success stories and that is amazing and it's definitely very powerful. But for Brody to be sharing his story as he's going through it and as he's experiencing it is it's next level. And I hope that everyone can obviously support him and send him messages and also talk to him and ask him some questions and maybe even relate and maybe even take something from his story and realize that obviously it's, it's okay to not be okay, but even more so that it's time that we start speaking up. It's time that we start sharing our struggles with the people that are around us. And it's time that we start really taking care of ourselves and taking care of our mental health. And nine out of 10 times, it starts by just sharing and just explaining what's going on in your life and in your mind. And that's what's important. But I truly do hope that everyone enjoys Brody's story. And just remember that everyone has a story. No sweat at all, brother. No sweat at all. Thank you for uh, giving me the time. Of course. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very grateful to, to bring you on and to have you share your story. And I mean, like we kind of talked about, you have a story, you have a story that's a little bit, I wouldn't, I'd say it's a little bit different than a lot of other people's that have come on. And that's something that I really cherish. And I, I mean, I commend you for, I've, I'm not going to take away from it. I'm not going to really say much about it, but I just, I'm so grateful to have you on. And I think by you coming on and by you sharing your story and by you um, explaining all of it, I think that will be so powerful and honestly give a lot of other people kind of that encouragement and even just the sense that they're not alone. They and I, I don't, I really, I really don't want to take away from all of this, but I'm just, at the end of it all, I, all I want to say is thank you so much for coming on and what you're doing by being here today is absolutely insane. And I, like, I couldn't, I never had that amount of strength, still don't. And I just, I can't help but literally applaud you with every last inch of my freaking power because you are insane like you're doing something just incredible so i thank you for that yeah thanks man um you know there's a lot of people that have came on and they've usually gotten through their their struggle i guess and uh you know a lot of them are uh there's a lot of people who still aren't in that struggle and um Mm -hmm. i haven't fully gotten out of that struggle uh so i think it's it's good to come on and be able to just open up about, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And, uh, to, to speak up about it. Um, you know, as time moved on towards this meeting, I got, I got very nervous about, about doing this all. And, uh, you know, parts of me wanted to back out, but I just figured, you know, it, it's just even more, uh, compelling to just go through with it and just, uh, open up about it. Uh, and just, you know, if it can get across to one person, you know, that's, that's all that matters. So. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I, again, that's, what's so powerful is that for, for most of the people that do come on the podcast and even for myself starting it, like it, it took me, it took me the time to overcome my struggles and to really figure myself out and build up a lot of strength within myself and build up a lot of courage and ultimately be out of the heart of my struggles in order for me to start this and in order for me to bring other people on and those people that have come on a lot of them honestly probably all of them uh have been basically 
the, the worst part of their struggles is kind of surpassed and they've overcome that. And there's so much power in that as well. But I just think it's a, it's a whole new game when you can have somebody like yourself coming on and talking about what it's like in real time, because it's not, it's not talking about it in past tense. It's talking about it in the now, like right now. And I mean, maybe that's even something that could be very captivating for a lot of people is just if you want to kind of get into some of those struggles that you are encountering now and what your kind of even what the the recent past has kind of been like for yourself. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I've been dealing with this sort of thing since I was uh, 11 or 12 with suicidal tendencies and depression. Uh, so it's been a long, long time coming. Um, you know, it just got, it got worse, uh, over the years. Uh, I got out of it sometimes for, for a bit, but it would just come back, back a lot worse. Um, I, I got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder in 2019, uh, which, you know, at the time I had no idea what it, what it really was. Um, and so it, it, I thought that it would um, answer a lot of questions because I knew there was something wrong with me for, for many years and I thought it would answer a lot of things. And, you know, I thought it was one step forward, but it turned out it'd be five more steps back. And it was, it's been a, it's been a severe struggle, um, you know, in recent times, recent weeks, uh, I ended up in, in the hospital uh, a few times uh, for suicidal reasons and suicidal tendencies and mm -hmm. different things to do with suicide you know so it was mm -hmm. it was a crazy uh experience and after after that all I kind of just stuck in my apartment for uh, about three three four weeks you know I never really left and and it was it wasn't till you know about a week ago that I finally stepped out of the shell of my apartment for the first time in about a month and uh, just got back to work and just, you know, kind of just faced it. And that's when I messaged you to try to get on this show and just, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can't just stand there uh, moping, you know, mm -hmm. it's okay to be sad, but you got to be able to figure out some of the, uh, the problems that you're dealing with and how to overcome them. For sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously, it, it's just, it's so, so amazing just to hear you say that and just to be so real and raw with it all. And again, I think that's the whole, the whole point of all of this is that we can be real and raw and say it how it is. I think that's what we need to do. And that's all part of really, truly normalizing that topic of mental health and to, to realizing that yeah, you know what, like these, these are struggles. These are real, they're real struggles, but we don't have to tiptoe around them. We don't have to ever be ashamed of them. It's the same as you go fall off your bike and you <laughs> break an arm. It's the exact same as that. Like, it's just something that has to takes time to heal. And obviously it's to a different extent because you're dealing with your brain and your mind and your everyday functioning. But I think, I think that's almost what we kind of got to get it to is that realizing that life is life is basically filled with struggles and it always will be and there will always be things that we kind of have to overcome and I mean even like you said we you can be sad and you can you can feel those struggles but at the end of the day there's no sense in moping around and um, being so down and I think that's even something that we all have to kind of work on is taking action, taking real steps of action on our mental health and how we can get better and how we can ultimately get to where we want to be. And it does, it has to, like, it starts with just getting up and moving and moving forward. And again, reaching out for help, asking for help, talking about your struggles like this, like, this is just I mean, I've said it like 400 times, but it's amazing. And it, it truly is just to ha like have you here sharing your story and sharing these depths of it. But um, even kind of like, how, how do you, like what drew you into almost 
getting to that point of wanting to open up and share your story, especially after you're like recently being in the hospital and everything like that. Like I just personally, I just, I can't imagine. And I can't imagine um, like, I guess just why, what was the, how did you get yourself to that point is what I should say to, um, to wanting to come on. You know, I've always wanted to do ever since I was younger and dealing with this sort of thing, you know, it was very, uh, I, I couldn't really open up to a lot of people about it. A lot of people didn't really understand about it. So it made it harder to open up about it. And I always thought to myself, you know, I've always wanted to do like a TED talk sort of thing where I just dive right into my entire life and uh, be able to open up about it. Um, you know, with my family and sort of mental health thing, uh, they, it doesn't run really in my family. So no one really understood mental health uh, in my family a hundred percent and could grasp it. Um, you know, they're they're very supportive people they're great people and uh you know they're, they're they're trying to learn constantly about about more about it so i i applaud them for that um so the thing that made me want to just come out is you know it, being silent on it doesn't really help um mm -hmm. uh, i've always been into film and kind of just uh ever since i was a kid and just showing my direction through through that so i think uh you know actions and voices speak louder you know than anything and uh, i just want to be able to come out and say it and so other people are able to do the exact same and it could be a domino effect hopefully mm -hmm. absolutely yeah no that, that's yeah it's very that's awesome honestly um and you do talk about kind of working within the film industry and how has that actually impacted your, your mental health in this journey that you've kind of been on? Um, my first film I worked on was in 2019 before, uh, before I was diagnosed. Um, I was working 15 hour days at the time and I started antidepressants, which uh, they later found out could, help put me in manic episodes so mm -hmm. when I was done my 15 hour days I would go to the casino and I actually ended up losing uh, all the money I made on that show um, about $20,000 in, in about a month so that really messed me up uh, financially and uh, emotionally because it just it, it burnt a lot of bridges around me uh, I lost my relationship because of it at the time it was almost three years and so it, you know, it kind of just put me at a rock bottom. And uh, it wasn't until I had my name on a list to see a psychiatrist uh, for, for years. And it wasn't until I told uh, my doctor that I lost $20,000 that I was able to see a psychiatrist right away. And that's where I got diagnosed. Um, but film, film has been an interesting thing, you know, uh, the people in it are, are some of the best people you'll ever meet. And um, after my recent hospital visit, uh, uh, a lot of people on set found out about it and the, the support was overwhelming. And I was very uneasy about a lot of people knowing about it. And, you know, once everyone was so nice about it and uh, knew about it, I kind of figured that, you know what, I might as well just speak about it. And that's what also pushed me towards coming to do this as well so mm -hmm. yeah uh, it, yeah no that's awesome what is the like overall how's your support kind of been through all of this like you obviously talk about the film but even from a, a family friend like that standpoint how's how's that support system kind of been through through all of this and I mean I keep I keep thinking and I keep almost relaying it back to like I'm, I keep thinking in like years terms and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is like weeks terms. Like it just, it blow. It's still like, I, it's hard, almost hard for me to grasp, but how like in those um, past few weeks, like how has your, your family and the people that you're, you're kind of constantly around, how have they been through this whole entire process? 
Well, I mean, it has been a year sort of term. Um, you know, I've been dealing with this sort of thing since uh, 11 years old. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I was younger, um, you know, I lost uh, the majority of my friend group when I was in high school. Um, and I, I, I think that, you know, uh, depression kind of helped <coughs> lose that sort of friend group. Uh, I had to switch high schools. Um you know, I was always jumping around friend groups, but, you know, in the past recent weeks, um, my family's been, you know, tremendously supportive um, and they were extremely supportive with me coming on this and speaking out. And they're very proud of that. Um, I don't have a lot of uh, friends that I hang out with, but, you know, the ones that I do have have been extremely helpful and that, you know, if I call them in the middle of the night, they'll be, they'll be there for me. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been a, you know, years sort of thing. Um, you know, the past few weeks or months has definitely been, uh, the most amplified, I think of, of it all. Um, but it's kind of just all been a blur and just morphed into, you know, one whole thing from the past like 11 years. Cause I'm 22 now. And I've been dealing with this since I was 11. So, you know, half my life has just been dealt with this sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think that over like even what well, I guess, ah, there's just uh, so many, oh, one sec. <clears throat> so many little questions that I obviously have about, about you and your story and, um, I guess one of the things, and it's kind of a, a raw question and a, a real one, but one that I almost want to know just from, from yep. my own sake is like, um, in that hospital experience, like what are some of the, the things that you kind of experienced and that were almost even running through your mind in, in that, that state. And that's obviously a very raw, real, um, open question, but I just, I think for a lot of people, it will be maybe even eye opener. And especially for some of those people that, I mean, that are really battling some inner demons and they're, they're contemplating, they're contemplating that, like that extremity. And I think just hearing, hearing that factor of it and how it actually affects you and the, some of the things that go through your mind, like, I think it could be just so captive or so, so, um, like such a big learning curve for a lot of people and just maybe a big eye-opening eye-opening thing yeah um you know that it's been i've been to the hospital quite a few times into the emergency psych ward um in the past few months uh sometimes voluntarily uh and you know when when i was gonna do my attempt the the police uh showed up at my apartment with my brothers and my father. And so that was a very emotional day uh, for both my parents. Um, And I ended up having to take, you know, a ride for the first time in the back of a cop car to the hospital, which was extremely embarrassing, but it's, Mm -hmm. it it was a real thing. And, um, you know, and so I had to spend time in the, in the psych ward, uh, which was, it's, it's a, it's a pretty raw deal. You, you, you see a lot of people around you who some are going through the same thing. Some are going through, you know, worse things or different things. Um, it kind of, it kind of just, it was, yeah, it was, it was an experience for sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a cigarette smoker and there was no cigarette smoking allowed, which, which sucked at the time. Um, but it was, it was a hard experience to, to go through, um, Mm -hmm. just because of all the damage I know I've done, the pain I've caused to, to my family and around me. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've spent, I've spent a while in there. Uh, I'm not saying I'm crazy or anything. It sounds really wrong by saying that I took a ride in the back of a cop car, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was mental health act because of just, uh, 
harming myself. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, they kind of, it kind of just strips you down to nothing. And, uh, you know, it gives you uh, a tiny bit of support for the thing. Um, you know, the mental, the mental health sort of system here in BC has been, is extremely flawed, I think, and extremely under prepared for, for a lot of people. Um, and it's, it's been, it's been hard, you know, there's not much that they can do in those sort of situations, except for keeping you safe for the moment, you know, it won't keep you safe forever. You'll get out and, you know, it's, it's up to you to keep yourself safe. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you just, you just stemmed a whole new topic in, in my mind with the, the mental health system being a little flawed and I mean, I don't overly want to get into it like crazy amount, yeah. but I, I 100% agree with you. And I think <clears throat> like, I'm not, I support, I support some of the stuff that um, some of the stuff that we do in our mental health system, but for the most part, you can, you can see, you can see that real help's not being made. Like, and you even said that the, the only way you got in to see a psychiatrist was once you lost money. Like once it became to a point where it was almost like, holy, like it's the holy shit moment where yeah. you, you're like this, okay, this person's life is starting to crumble. So we should probably get them some help which is just so wrong. Like, especially like you should be able to get help almost instantly. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves of all time. Like even when I talk to people and they're like, Hey, do you have any suggestions for where I could go and who I could talk to? And it's unfortunate because you say, yeah, here's, here's a couple of resources, but you're going to probably have to wait like a month or two to get in maybe longer. or you're going to have to pay, you know, a pretty penny, you know, exactly. and it's, you know, it's, it's a thing, you know, yeah, if you want to get the free sort of help, you're going to have to wait a while. And yeah. uh, I had to wait a long time. And the thing is, is that we got one psychiatrist, but they got hundreds of patients. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's it, on the islands here. Um, it's, I think there's only a couple psychiatrists, you know, and when I was in the psych ward, there was there was a lady who who went in and she actually was there uh two of the times that i was there and she was just wanting to get a diagnosis uh for herself and i remember she came in there and she she was going through some stuff and they rushed her diagnosis i feel so so fast that um you know, it could be the right one, but it just, it was such a fast diagnosis. It was like yeah. 30 minutes of her talking to a psychiatrist and they're just like, yeah, there you go. Which with me, you know, I had, I had numerous sessions. I was, uh, yeah. misdiagnosed with, uh, bipolar before borderline personality disorder. So mm. it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting system. It's definitely, sure. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that, is such a positive though, like that you can, like, well, when you went in, it was, it was multiple sessions to determine something like that. And I mean, it, that definitely shows how, how serious and how much they do, or like that person, at least how much they cared in terms of making sure they kind of got it right. And I think that again, is, it's so important. And I mean, even for myself, I remember when I was, when I was really in the the heart of a lot of my struggles. And I remember walking into a doctor's office and just being like, Hey, this, like, this is what I'm experiencing. What do you like? What do you think? And it was like, yeah, here you go. Here's your prescription. Antidepressants. It's like, yeah. So, okay, and that's... So it's, it's just like a one-stop shop, <sighs> like walk in and walk out. Like I just, it blew my mind. And, but that's how easy it was. And it's just like, that makes me, really wonder and ponder like is it was that right was that correct like I don't know because I never got any benefit from those meds and I hated them 
And so it's like, was that really correct or was it not? And it's just, that's just the sad part about it is that we rush or I shouldn't say we, but they rush a lot, a a lot of diagnosis or diagnoses or however you say it, but they, they do, they, they really do rush it. And they, it almost seems like just fill out a prescription. Here you go. You're on your way. And it, it just, I don't like that. I think, I think um, obviously like even for instance, in your circumstance, it, it was so awesome that they did, they spent multiple sessions, they figured it out and then you can take action on what they determine. And that's awesome. And for myself personally, I, I was not a big fan of, like I almost got more anxiety and more depressed from the fact that I was taking pills. And I just, I I wasn't a fan and there's nothing wrong with it. And there's honestly, like now when I look at it, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I don't think there was anything to ever be ashamed of, but in my mind, that's how I felt. Like I was just like, Oh, I just want to do it natural, do it alone and (laughs) do all this stuff. And um, I mean, to some extent, I still feel that way. Like I, I feel very happy knowing that I've, I've kind of helped my mental health in a lot of ways by kind of on my lonesome, but also just by seeking help and by talking to people. And um, if it wasn't for the right people that I got to be around and the right people that were spending time with me and helping me, I don't think I would be where I am. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of people that get blessed with psychiatrist appointments, counseling appointments, um, proper diagnoses. There's, it's, it's just, it's very, like you said, it's very flawed and it, it's very unfortunate that that's how it works and that you, that not everyone gets to seek help because of a million different reasons. And it's, it's just, it's, it's brutal. It's awful. And it, it just, it, it's not how it should be. It's very sad. And it makes, you know, it makes me feel guilty that, you know, maybe there's someone out there that deserves that, 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 that help more than me, you know, mm-hmm. and it, if only it could just be reached towards everyone. And uh, I agree with you with the pill aspect of it. But when I was younger, I, I was in grade eight or nine, and I just kept wanting to, you know, take antidepressants, because I thought that, you know, a magical pill will just take it all away. And my doctor said, there is no pill that will cure, you know, anything like that. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think uh, I'm not on any pills right now. When I got diagnosed, I tried about 20 to 30 different medications in a year's time. Mm-hmm. And that screwed me up with uh, just different side effects and everything. And it was horrible. And she finally came to the, the, the agreement that, you know, pills are not going to work. And uh, the only sort of thing that will help is a dialectical behavioral therapy for for bpd so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i was just gonna say like i can't imagine 20 20 to 30 different kinds like that's just i can only imagine honestly like i can just imagine what type of mental toll that takes on a person yeah it it was just in a year's time too it was just in a year for for 20 to 30 different medications because we just try a different one you know we do it for a bit and then Mm -hmm. you know there was there was some i had i had such bad reactions to it was yeah it was you know i i think it's forever changed my perspective on on taking medication because it just horrifies me some of the side effects that came out of them Mm -hmm. no absolutely yeah and i I think that's even something that a lot of people don't necessarily realize is that it's not kind of, it's not like you just, you, you take the pill, like you said, and all of a sudden you're better, you're magically, <laughs> you're magically fixed. It's actually a full blown process. Like you gotta, you gotta ease your way onto them. And then if you want to get off of them and switch, you gotta like ease your way off. Right. And um, at least with some of them. And that was, I think that was my biggest thing as well. Like I tried a couple different, a couple different kinds. And that was my issue was that going on them was always a process to get to where you wanted to be. And then once yeah. you figured out that you didn't like them, then it was like that exact same amount of time to get off them. And then when you wanted to get on your new one, it was like up and it's just like an emotional roller coaster. Cause you just 
you're like, I hope this works. And then if it doesn't, then you're like, Oh my gosh, well now I got to get off of them. And I remember I even at one point I was so fed up, just so fed up with the whole process. I was like, screw it. Just stop full blown. Stop taking them. <laughs> Worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> and it's just yeah, like, it was, but again, it just, it's proof how much of a mental toll it, it can really take on a person. And I do think it, it definitely depends like on the person and what their personality is like. But for me, and I don't know if this was the same for you at all, but for myself, I always felt like I kind of had to hide my, my meds a lot. And I, I just, I never really wanted people to ask me about them. And I mean, I was not very open with my struggles, was not one to really speak about them at that point in time. But I was very much so like hiding my, my pill bottle from, from people. And I know at the time I was on road trips for hockey and stuff and we'd be in hotel rooms and I would, uh, I'd have my pills and like, I would always like double check to make sure my, my roommate wasn't, wasn't around. And I was like, what type of way is that to live? And I think that again, just it's kind of like how you approach the situation and how you approach taking meds and everything like that. But it, it, again, it's just, a lot of people don't realize the, like when they, when you think, like when you look at somebody and it's like, okay, yeah, you're taking meds. That's great. But they don't think about what it's actually, or what it could be potentially doing to their mental health. Like you think it's better, you're, it's bettering it. But in reality, maybe it's not, maybe it's, maybe it's working the total, total opposite way. Yeah. Uh, no one, no one really knew that, uh, the, except for my, my family, the extent of how many pills I did in that time. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I opened up to people about being on pills. Uh, I remember I had, uh, a couple of friends come over and they'd see just the amount of pill bottles and they would just be like, Oh shit. And I, that's when I got super embarrassed because there was just so many mm -hmm. pill bottles. I looked like a, a complete addict, but um, no pills are uh, a weird thing that very stigmatized too. Um, mm -hmm. But right now I am uh, just using uh, a sleeping medication and uh, Ativan for, for anxiety and, and manic episodes uh, when needed. Um, but that is just a temporary band-aid because those sort of things are, is a benzodiazepine or whatever the, whatever that it's called, which is extremely addictive. And uh, so, yeah, that's the, that's the only fix I've had so far for uh, band-aid wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was actually just going to say that as well. Like I just, obviously I've heard a lot of people talk about Ativan and <laughs> um. I was just thinking about it and like, does that ever in a sense, I wouldn't say like stress you out, but do you ever get to that point where you're, you're almost like a little bit paranoid by it? Because like, does it, do you find that it really does? It's kind of like a good fix fixture um, or I guess, like you said, a good band aid. Like, do you find that it works in that the time when you are experiencing a lot of anxiety or you are encountering, um, just some form of struggle yeah man um you know it's it's a you know i'm uh i'd try it a lot in the in the past you know but i would only get a prescription for a little bit because they wouldn't give a lot but after these uh these doctor visits you know they're they're given out um, a certain amount a week to me uh just mm -hmm. for 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 a couple months um i find that it helps tremendously it's the only pill that actually has given me a lot of help you know um i was extremely anxious i couldn't sleep all last night because of this uh this whole thing and you know i took a sleeping pill and then this morning i woke up and i i took an ativan just for this uh this thing because i was just so anxious for this um mm -hmm. You know, and it's totally calmed me down. You know, it gives you uh, a bit, bit more ease of mind, but it's, you know, it's a temporary fix. You know, you can't, you can't do that sort of thing forever. You know, I think, um, 
I think uh, natural remedies are the best sort of thing, therapy and uh, just all that help a lot more than, than pills, 100%. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, like, because I, I personally, I've always, I wouldn't say I've always wanted to try, but I've always been open to different, kind of like, different forms of help and different forms of medication or um i mean i'm somebody that openly speaks about psychedelics and like all that stuff and there's just there's so many so many different i think so many different little paths and avenues that you can kind of take to um self-betterment and self-help and um i definitely think everyone's path is so much different and what works with somebody else may not work for you and what works for me may not work for somebody else. And I, I think it's just, it's very cool. Um, like I, I wouldn't say cool is the best word, but like I find <laughs> it very interesting when you can really hear people talk about what works for them and what journeys they've taken. And I mean, even you sitting here and telling me um, just about your path and your story and, um, these kind of these, uh, these different things that you do to better your mental health and almost even try and try and fix. I wouldn't, I don't know if fix is even a good word, but just try yeah. and, um, basically just try and get to where you kind of want to be and, uh, finding full, full happiness and feeling almost at, at ease. And I think it's just, it's so amazing to hear, hear all like everyone speak about that and especially for yourself and again I just I feel so fortunate having you here today speaking about all of this as you're experiencing it all as well like that to me is just it's incredible and I just yeah yeah thank you it blows my mind man like it just you've had me you've had me uh almost speechless throughout this whole entire throughout this whole entire podcast because I just again, it, it's, there's just, I know, I know, I don't know what you're experiencing, but I know to some degree, some of the stuff that you're going through. And I also know how it can kind of be. And um, I do kind of want to just ask you another question though, about when you are in the hospital and you are seeing some of those, like some of the other people that are in there, like, how does that affect you mentally or impact you even? Um, the first time I went to a psych ward was when I was in grade 10. And I remember being there, there was, there was a, there was someone in there who was running around screaming and it made me so uneasy because it felt like I didn't belong in there because they just put everyone kind of in the same pod, you know, some people who are dealing with extreme mental uh delusions that make them you know angry and and violent they put them all with you know the people who are calm who are just extremely depressed that just want to end their own lives you know it just kind of puts them all in a pod so it's just Mm -hmm. i think of it as just a bunch of uh, animals together and it you know it it's not animals but it's just it's it's uh it's a hard thing you know It, it it made me feel extremely a lot more depressed at times, you know, I've, I've been there a few different times. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert with those sort of things, uh, with being in there. Uh, you know, I, most of the time that I've been there has been voluntarily just to seek help and it wasn't, mm-hmm. and then I'd get there and they wouldn't have much help to give. Um, they'd maybe give me one sleeping pill and then I'd talk to someone and then they left. Um, I remember one of my experiences, I was, I was extremely suicidal there. And I, I, I just drove myself down and I checked in uh, just for someone to talk to. And I talked to one of the nurses and I told them how I wanted to kill myself. And the nurse uh, chuckled at that, at my remark on how I wanted to kill myself, which actually really, really bothered me um because it was just so uh rude to do but yeah it's uh, the hospital hasn't 
helped a lot but every time i've been there has been voluntarily except for 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 two times so mm-hmm. yeah that frustrates me <laughs> that, yeah no it's <laughs> yeah no absolutely man it was uh it, it was an experience and a half i mean fucking um i i i, I don't know some people you know i opened up to you know the reason the way i wanted to do it and uh they they chuckled at that and i i understand you know it's could be funny to some people you know if i told a friend or something and they chuckled i understand but from a mental health professional i don't think uh yeah so it's just that's so it's so beyond me like i just uh yeah i i mean I've had my, even like, I've had, um, I will, like, I've only been hospitalized once, but it was, even that was a very twisted, it was a very twisted ending. Like, I remember walking in there and just went through mental warfare and I get in there and they're just, they're asking me and talking to me about my stuff and, and then they just like, like I 100% probably like, I know for a fact, I probably should have just been checked in and like dealt with and just over a couple of days at least. And yeah. they were just asking me a couple of questions and they're like, yeah. So do you want to like go home? I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of, of course I do. Like I do, I don't want to yeah. stay here, but it's probably like the best thing for me, but yeah, I guess I'll go home. And and then they're like, Hey, we're going to check up on you in a few days. We're going to make sure that we, we get you some help. We're going to all this stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, sounds great. And so I remember telling my parents that. So for the next, cause they told me within three days, they would call me. They yeah. never once called me. Never. I've never, had to I've take never it. heard that. That's, yeah. that's weird. I had to take it within my own hands to go seek professional help. Just figure everything out on like I had to do it all on my own and I was like if I didn't have the resources I had if I didn't have the people in my life I had if I wasn't somebody that was capable of doing that sort of stuff I I honestly can confidently say I would not be here today and I know for a fact I would not go and check myself into the hospital because I would I would have looked at it like well they don't care they never called like why why would i like i just yeah they're just i wouldn't see it as like of benefit which really turned me the wrong way because obviously like i advocate it for people to go there and seek help but at the same time i almost feel to some degree like hypocritical for saying that or even feel um i forget the word but i just i it just kind of, it does twist me the wrong way because I had a very bad experience there and I wouldn't say a bad experience, but it was very poor how they handled my, my mental health. And that just really just set me off a little bit. It sucks because that's all you have at an emergency notice. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. when that happened to me, I was like, I'm never coming back to this sort of thing. But then I just, I would, I would go back voluntarily. You know, I've been there quite a few times voluntarily just drive myself there mm-hmm. check in um and then they'd just be like yeah you want to go home like just sign this piece of paper that pretty much just says that we're not liable if you do do anything to yourself so mm-hmm. um yeah it's it, it it sucks you know you want someone to reach out and go get help but it's for the the resources around it's very limited um i've seen numerous uh counselors and psychiatrists doctors in the past years um and for so you know i know people who don't want to reach out and get that sort of help and just want to stay where they are which Mm -hmm. sucks because it 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 won't better yourself at all without at least trying um and you know i i had to you know do those 30 different medications and they didn't work out but you know i can say that i tried and you know tried to to better myself somehow and uh now i'm looking at going away to ontario to a program 
to to get help and uh you know i just got a call back from them yesterday so i believe that my application has been uh approved for me to to go there for 56 days and just you know better myself there that's fantastic that is that's so cool i they, they don't they must there must be nothing even remotely close to here then hey uh yeah no there's i think there's one that's kind of like it in like uh, north saanich or something mm-hmm. but uh and there's there's a lot of i mean the only ones around here is like uh rehabs you know for for drug addiction yeah. there isn't there isn't something specifically uh for mental health uh mm-hmm. that that really can deal with it all so that was like the best uh option that me and my family found which mm-hmm. which which sucks for for a lot of different reasons but yeah. i hope that you know i if i do go and I, I get out of there i'll be in a better place and you know i'll be able to come on here and talk about this stuff in past tense you know and of course and have a lot lot better uh words of uh wisdom then mm-hmm. yeah man I, I think that would be so, honestly, I think that would be so cool. I, because I mean, one, regardless, I want to hear about the whole entire, the whole entire thing afterwards and just yeah. kind of what it was like and everything like that. But I also think a lot of people on here would love to hear it and would love to fully experience, experience that um, through your eyes and through your voice and just really experience what you experienced. And I, I think that would be so amazing. And I mean, even for, for me, I was a little while ago, I was looking on, I don't know why, but I was looking online and I was looking at all of these different mental health retreats that are out there in the world. And yeah. there's a lot in different places, which kind of, um, I, I think even like you said, there's so many rehab centers like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it almost would be great to have mental health centers or I would not centers, but mental health yeah. um, kind of even retreats to some degree and allow people. Cause like, that's the problem I think is so many people will be like, yeah, I'm going to better my mental health and I'm going to be, I'm going to work on myself and do all this stuff, but they're still surrounded by the fast moving pace of life. And I think as when you can disassociate yourself from that and from everything that's going on around us, that's when you're, you find real growth and that's when things ultimately do get better and you can figure a lot out about yourself and with the help of others, maybe even triumph a lot of a lot or all of the struggles that you may be encountering. And that's why I think just what you talked about in Ontario sounds just sounds so cool. And I mean, that's, that's going to be such an awesome experience. And I truly hope that you get to embark on that because I mean, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll well, be, I'd love it'll to be, tag along. Like that's just, that sounds so cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Come on, come along anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I, it, it, I think it would be, it'd be amazing to, you know, be able to talk now about how I'm going through this current, uh, struggle as is. And then one day, you know, be able to come on and say, you know, I've been through that struggle now and, you know, it's, it's past me. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a interesting thing man uh Mm -hmm. you know it sucks because it's those sort of programs uh aren't really government funded um yeah you know and uh you got to pay for them out of your own pocket uh some of the times and so Mm -hmm. that's what you know i i feel extremely privileged to be able to get the option because a lot of people mm-hmm. uh w- that just would never be able to in a million years and then they just suffer and um for sure yeah uh, a lot of people i do know though um you know suffer with uh, drug addiction and substance abuse um which is a hard thing to to come by to be able mm-hmm. to better your mental health i think um, I was, I was heavily into 
drinking and, and, and drugs years ago. Um, I'm four years drug free and uh, two years alcohol free with uh, a couple slip ups here and there, I will say. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think, you know, cutting those sort of things out of your life definitely help a lot. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. Don't, yeah. Honestly, like, well, one, that sounds like that's amazing that you, uh, that you've been able to get yourself to that point. And I mean, for myself as well, like that's, it's been something that I've really, that I like have pride or that I take pride on or take pride in. And I will all like, honestly, I will say that it has shaped my life, not drinking and literally cutting, cutting drinking out of my life. And now for myself, it's been, um, I want to say it's been just shy of six months and, um, yeah, like it's just, it's changed my life. And I think my, one of the things was for me, I always abused alcohol, uh, to overcome struggles and to basically just cope with the struggles I was encountering. And Mm -hmm. then also it was just found a lot of like false confidence with it. Like as a lot of people say, it's like liquid courage. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm the first one to agree with that, but I wanted to be that's like, have that amount of courage and have that amount of confidence when I'm sober. And that's obviously like, even what I'm still striving for is to just be that comfortable in every situation and to not have to, not have to sacrifice my Sunday mornings because I wanted more confidence or like just wanted to, to be drunk. And I, I think that again, like you can grow so much when you're sober. And what I always even say is I will never make a mistake. Like I will never make a mistake in my life that I did not choose to make. And um, because I'm personally, I'm not one to say that I just don't fully agree with um, the, the decisions you make when you're drunk are just basically sober thoughts. And I, I'm not, I'm not one to really advocate that because I mean, I've done a lot of stuff when I'm drunk and I would not do that when I'm sober. And I just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it, it definitely is. It changes a lot. Like you said, it, it truly does when you can, when you can really disassociate yourself from the substances and, and actually just live a, a pure life and you you can just see that you can be happy in all situations and you don't need something to to fill any voids it's just figuring it out on your own and sometimes it gets lonely sometimes it gets hard and and that's something that is worth overcoming rather than turning to a bottle or turning to a drug or whatever it may be i think it's yeah yeah it's very powerful congratulations on on six months, man. That's, that, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, it's, it's a hard thing to quit, uh, to quit, uh, alcohol, you know, as an example, because people get in such a, such a, uh, habit of it, you know, they'll go out with their friends every weekend and they'll, they'll go and drink, you know, and now that you're sober, you really just, you li- in their eyes, you live a really boring life because yeah. you're not partying and stuff. So, um, you know, it's completely different, but when I was drinking, I was, I was drinking alone most nights, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of vodka. I would lie to people just so I could get home just so I could drink alone. Um, Mm -hmm. I was starting to feel sober when I was drunk and then drunk when I was sober. And Mm -hmm. that was, you know, kind of the turning point where, you know, I'm waking up every morning and I got to go to work. But the first thing I'm thinking of is my first drink after I'm done work. And, you know, it's at this age, I don't think I should be doing that. And, uh, you know, you just got to quit and you got to cut out, uh, those people. If you have to distance yourself, if you have to, to be able to do it and you just got to go day by day, you know, Mm -hmm. just say, I'm, I'm staying sober today. I'm not thinking about the next tomorrow or the next day, just, and that's the same thing with, um, you know, uh, suicide right now for me, you know, every day, you know, I say to myself, you know, day by day, you know, it's day by day. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta live life day by day. It's, it, it gets overwhelming when you think further ahead than 
than the current day right now. Yeah. So 100%. yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's even one of my, one of my things that I like to take into my everyday life as well is like, I always even just say it's, it's one, one step at a time or it's one day at a time. And yeah, looking, looking so far into the future really doesn't do anything. And sometimes it can almost cause a total different form of anxiety where it's like, holy cow, like that's what I want in my future. Well, geez, I got to like change up my whole entire life now. And it's like, no, just focus on the now focus on taking it one step at a time, one day at a time. And you'll get to where you are supposed to go and you'll get to where you want to be. And um, because eventually or over time, and maybe it happens sooner than later, but you'll get to a point where it's like, wow, yeah, like I'm, I am, I'm, I'm going one day at a time, but I'm going faster than I ever thought I was. And I'm, I'm moving forward at an insane rate and I'm growing and I'm getting better. And I think that's something to, to always look at as well is that just cause you're taking it one day at a time doesn't mean you're moving at a snail's pace. Like that's, it's not what it means. It's just, it means that you're not, you're not focusing on even the past or the future. You're just really living in the present. And that's that it's good from all levels. It's good from learning to appreciate where you're at in your life, but also learning to overcome anything that you want to in life. And that's yeah. just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, it's it, it it's a hard thing to be able to to come across to people and you know when people understand it it's a it's a great thing because it, it helps a lot of people just by going just at a snail's pace as you say or you know but it actually just goes light years faster by doing that exactly 100 so. percent. yeah um just a couple little questions that i have for you yeah shoot uh what would be your biggest tip of advice for somebody that's encountering any form of struggle um you know i I, i'd say speak up you know it's it doesn't hurt to speak up um and it doesn't hurt to to be able to try new things be able to grasp uh new new objectives in life and Mm -hmm. find new goals to be able to get yourself through through whatever needs to be just speak up is the biggest thing yeah Mm -hmm. And if, do you have like a form of a quote, a saying, anything that's shape shifted or impacted your life in any which way? Yeah, I'd say uh, strive, strive for progress and, and not strive for, for perfection. Um, you know, it, when you're worried about perfection so much, it doesn't really help. But if mm-hmm. you just strive for at least progressing through life, then that'll help a lot. <laughs> That is actually, I would say that's, that is a lot more powerful of a little quote than I, um, I think a lot of people would realize. And yeah. I'm just going to jump into this because I want to, I want to talk about it. I know this is going to make it go on a little longer, but no, no sweat. I, uh, I think, I think that is just, it, there's so much truth in that. And um, I'll say on my behalf from a mental health standpoint and i think even just speaking for a lot of others in life we when we're encountering all of these struggles we're i think sometimes we can get wrapped up in oh i i wish i was living a different life i wish i was uh living this this perfect life like the next person beside me is and um sometimes we do get wrapped up in in striving for the perfection side whereas if it's solely focusing or like once when we start to get better and when we start to see um, us progressing through in our life and through our mental health journey. And um, especially for myself, that the biggest thing that I acknowledged was as soon as I let go of, I want to be the perfect me um, and started just focusing on the, the one day at a time, one step at a time, and started focusing on the whole entire process of it all. That's when I started to see the progress. And that's when I, when I was just literally focusing on that progress, instead of focusing on being the perfect version of myself, that's what was the most 
the most powerful thing in my whole entire process and what ultimately led to, to me being who I am. And I mean, I don't think I could ever chase perfect. Like I no part of me even wants perfection in my life. No. And I, I, I think that again is why that, that quote is so powerful is because if you are chasing perfection, you're never going to get there because no, nothing's yeah. perfect. Nothing will ever be perfect. And we can, we can claim that things are perfect, but by definition, I don't think we will ever, ever reach per perfection because nothing like something will always be wrong or off or a little bit different. And I think maybe even, maybe that's how you could describe perfection is when things are different and when you're just um, 100% yourself. And uh, I just, I think, like you said, just focusing on the progress and the progression of everything is far more important than focusing on trying to be perfect or focusing on becoming the perfect person. And yeah, I just, this, the sooner <laughs> you can accept that you will never be perfect, the happier you will probably be, you know, mm -hmm. um, you just gotta, you gotta accept that, you know, perfection isn't what it's all seemed up to be. You just gotta go progress one step at a time like you said 100 mm -hmm. and uh you know anything's achievable but you just got to have a realistic standpoint of it you know mm -hmm. you want to do this big grand thing well you just got to think of it from the ground up uh, in realistic uh standards mm -hmm. and uh yeah absolutely yeah that's awesome and i have one last question because yeah. just i'm just curious on set in the film industry, yep. what do you, what do you do? Like, what is your, what's your everyday profession? I am a, a production assistant, so nothing extremely special. Um, <laughs> it, just a production assistant, just helping out on set. Um, yeah. You know, usually they're, they're 15 hour days, but uh, uh, they've been giving me uh, some eight hour days ever since everything happened, since I came back, just so I could ease back into it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great workout, hundred percent great workout. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, 15 hours is a, is, is a, is a long time. Um, you know, but the people there, the people there make it, uh, worthwhile. Um, you know, there's some people that, uh, are in my department and are also not in my department that if they weren't there, uh, I don't know if I'd still be in film. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, one of them has been there for me for my mental health more than anyone on else uh, as a friend would. And uh, mm -hmm. I look at her like an onset mom and uh, mm -hmm. she, she is, uh, I, I, I owe her uh, forever in debt to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah no, amazing. it's, yeah, it's, it's fun, man. It's the, the film, film life is, uh, is fun. You know, you get to, you get to see a lot of things, you get to do a lot of things, meet a lot of people and, uh, mm -hmm. you get to just be behind the scenes of the action. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you usually work on, uh, movies or, or shows? Uh, well, this is my first production since COVID. Um, cause COVID kind of just shut everything down and it's pretty strict right now with, you know, getting tested three times a week. Um, yeah, but I worked on, um, uh, two, three, four shows and I think one Disney movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it, it's fun. Cause you just always have an experience. I mean, I think making a movie is, is more of the movie than the movie itself. Cause there's just so much crazy stuff that can happen you know the stories from that and it's just mm -hmm. it, it, it it's a lot of fun and uh yeah man I, I i got nothing but nice things to say about the people that are in that industry because they they they'll be friends forever so yeah that is awesome yeah. i love that and honestly i've i've loved having you on the podcast today and just you sharing your story again i literally have used amazing awesome fantastic every last <laughs> thing in the book like four oh my gosh just so many times but i just i cannot reiterate how like how much this this means to me and how how much of a difference this will make in a lot of people's lives and just hearing hearing this 
in its in its real time and as it's going on is the most powerful thing that you could ever do and i seriously i commend you i thank you and yeah thank you so much for having me on you know it it, it's you know the start of a a healing process i think for me and Mm -hmm. i hope that once i'm out of this this hole that i feel uh that i'm in uh, that I'd be able to talk to you again and be able to, you know, be more open about a lot of things and, you know, be able to just talk about it from a past perspective. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm sorry that we jumped from so many different uh, oh, sort of topics, but yeah, that's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I loved it. And I, I think even, even that, like there's, no topics when it comes to comes to your life and I mean that's that's the best part about it is I think not only do we get to hear your story but we get to learn more about you and and see who you truly are and um I mean again like just from the couple times I got to meet you and from the times that we've talked like you seem like an amazing person and I hope that we get to to meet face to face one day and and maybe that maybe that's how we we do the second parter of the second part yeah. of this episode or not this episode but the second part of you and your story and um, okay yeah yeah I think it'll be I, I, I think it'll I'd be love awesome. to be I'd love to be on camera uh, one time you know and yeah. you know be able to get out of my shell and uh, thank you for respecting you know my my uncomfortability and anxiety for not wanting to be on camera but uh next time 100 percent will be on camera awesome i look forward to it yeah and seriously again thank you so much for for coming on the podcast and for overall sharing your story hey no problem man i hope that uh you know it could at least resonate with one person and uh you know if not it was a great experience to have with you thank you very much Mm -hmm. lucas of course okay we'll talk to you later Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. I hope everyone enjoyed Brody's story and I highly encourage you reach out to him and have any form of conversation with him. Now, if you do want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast, you are more than welcome to at Struggle Creates Strength on both Instagram and Facebook. You can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatesstrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Instagram as well. And like always, I have to give a huge thank you to those who are continuing to obviously listen to the podcast, but seriously, those of you that are sharing the podcast by word of mouth on social media, telling all your friends and family, you are the ones that are making a difference because you truly never know who may be experiencing any form of mental health struggle. And it very well could be those that are in your household. It could be those that are sitting next to you on the bus. It could be the people that are sitting next to you anywhere in life. And sometimes it's even the people that are closest to you. So I highly, highly encourage you continue to share the episodes, continue to share the podcast and continue to spread the message and spread mental health awareness. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. And just remember, everyone has a story. 